I'll see you sang our PG's only one that I need It's the RPG for me, final fantasy is all that I play All other games are lame, it puts them all to shame I only play games that are popular I only buy the games on that is the only to buy That way I know I get good games for sure I may have a shallow line, but you can kiss my P.I. So we've done a lot of retrospectives on this show, and conventionally, be it movie, game, or TV, we like to go chronologically, like jumping from entry to entry and giving our thoughts on this. But when you have something that's kind of a behemoth, where even it's if you're just counting the main series alone, it spans over like a dozen entries, 20 if you count direct sequels, then it has to be a little more freeform. And when I asked Mark about things he wanted to talk about, he just did several good ones, uh, and one I felt had a lot of potential for discussion. That being certainly one of the most iconic video game franchises to come out of Japan or even anywhere, uh, Square and Square Enix's Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, started Something that started in the days of the NES and has continued and transitioned even primarily to Sony and Microsoft consoles and probably for the foreseeable future still the like the de facto face of Japanese RPGs. Um, so Mark, uh, what was your, do you remember your first exposure to Final Fantasy as well as like the first game that you properly played? Uh, that would be seven. That's that's a very common answer. I did that, not. Yeah. I did not start with. Uh, I did not start with the NES games. I didn't actually play the NES Final Fantasies until way later. Hmm. When I was in uh, middle school, they started putting them on uh, Game Boy Advance. Yes, yes, I had the four and six ports for, for that. Um, did you play any of the NES uh, ones back in their day? To either? No, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't play them till till much later. Hmm. Um, most notably, I, actually, I also got the re-releases that were on um, the re-releases that were on. Um, I'm trying to remember, it, they were on PlayStation One. Oh, right? so yeah, they're, the they're, anthology and chronicles. Anthology and, and chronicles. So I have them both. Yeah, like, they I, packed I in. I think it was four through six and Chrono Trigger. It was uh, one of them was four and Chrono Trigger. Was the other five and six? I had them both at one point. Yeah, the other one was five and six. I think they also did one and two as well. They did one and two as Origins, but it wasn't a good uh, port. Mm. And three, the first time it got localized was the DS remake, I believe. Um, I didn't play any of the DS remakes, but yeah. Th- th- I, I read were... that was the first time three got a proper localization, which is surprising. I think so. Yeah, I think from so. seven onward, like seven, I think that could always that may always be the the landmark for the series uh, in terms of what an impact it has, what a following it still has, and the fact that every main entry in the series has been localized since then shows what a lasting, like, what a stamp it made for the series. Well, the, uh, you know, people, I think generally everybody knows this these days, but the first Final Fantasy was going to be their last game. Yes, so you yeah. know the meaning of that title, right? Yeah, it was going to be their last game, so they called it Final Fantasy. Squaresoft back then, they because... Originally, they were Squaresoft, and they merged with Enix, who was best known for they Dragon Quest. They didn't merge with Enix until the 2000s. Yeah, no, no. It wasn't until, um, like, the late PS2 era, I believe. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Enix was known for Dragon Quest. Right. But the the games were originally on NES and Super Nintendo consoles. One Sega through six had, Yeah, one through six. Sega had Fantasy Star. Yeah, they're an in-house RPG. That's another good game. They also had Shining Force, but Fantasy Star is their main, like... 
competitor to Final Fantasy, and I'd recommend those too, but they're very hard. Yeah, I wasn't meant to talk um, And I think after 6, Square had some issue with Nintendo. I oh, can't I can tell you that issue. Was. I can tell you. Because nope. uh, I can... It's funny. They were like... Between weren't the transition... They planning, weren't they planning on putting Final Fantasy on the new Nintendo console, but Nintendo was going with a cartridge Yes. Yeah, let me, let me explain. Basically, yeah. So, sorry. Uh, Final Fantasy was birthed on the NES and Super NES. And one thing I want to note is that as the series went going, I understand from like the sixth one onward... Square became really good at this series. I'd say even with the more divisive entries, they became consistently good at pushing the machine, the hardware's limits, like graphically and presentation-wise. Yeah. Um, Six, I think, is still a gorgeous, like some of the best pixel art you'll see in its environments and like creatures. And uh, yeah, seven. They this was the seven was the series leap into three D. And then, even then, it was technically kind of a hybrid because the characters were polygonal and the environments were pre-rendered, which means yep. they weren't real-time polygons. But back then, that allowed for more detail because you didn't—the system didn't have to use all its hardware to render render this. And, and it, 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 it's technical, but and the problem was they were expecting uh, Nintendo to be using by this time all consoles and hardware like the, the there's the advent of the CD-ROM hardware was shifting from discs and carts to CDs because they had far more storage space uh and Nintendo it turned out decided to stick with cartridges for the N64 they were like the lone holdout um in that generation among the big players with the Saturn and the PS1 and Square was not willing to you know rework 7 for the work for N64 they went well we are swap we're jumping the ship to your rival and from that point forward, there, since then, I like from GameCube onward, Nintendo's still gotten some spin-offs, but we have not seen a mainline Final Fantasy on their systems since, outside of ports of the older ones. Yeah, uh, we've gotten ports. And actually, uh, from 13 onward, 13, its sequels, and 15 are also on Xbox consoles as well. Yeah, uh, I think the last exclusive Final Fantasy was 12. Um. Yeah, you're right because the the MMOs were on PC as well. Not counting, not counting the MMOs because they, well, they weren't exclusive anyway. They were on no, PC. but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, twelve was the last Sony exclusive. The last, yeah, it was twelve. Yep, FF twelve, which just got a remaster. Actually, it's the first time I'm really playing it myself. And so the first time I heard of this series, um, and nostalgia wise, my favorite in the, is still probably always going to be uh, six. And let me just get one confusing element out of the way. When these games were, when the Nintendo games were first localized here, so there were they made three for the NES and three for the Super NES. The first one for the NES got did get bring over here, but two and three didn't. So when they localized four for Super Nintendo, they renamed it in the U.S. to Final Fantasy II, as so as not to confuse gamers. And yeah. then for whatever reason, they didn't bring out five over here. I think they might have considered it too difficult. Which is also why they made Mystic Quest, which is basically Final Fantasy for babies. And when they localized six, they called it three because there had not been a main entry in between in the U.S. But by the time they did seven, I think they had more confidence in the franchise, and they were like, "We can deal with confusion. Let's just make it one to one in terms of the numerical order going forward." And it was it, it was a risk that paid off because the game was such a hit. They've been able to bring over not only release every other subsequent main entry later, but eventually re-release or localize everything that didn't get brought over the first time. And along with the vast majority of spinoffs. Because this thing has a huge fan base both in Japan and the US. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, well, it's definitely much bigger here than. I was gonna say, I think Dragon Quest has still always been bigger in Japan. Yeah, Dragon Quest is bigger in Japan. Dragon Quest is uh, such a social phenomenon. I think they had to like. The, the, the government had to have them change the release date so they could only put out be put out on weekends because so many people were taking off from work and school. To I play. did hear I did, I did hear something about That's that. That's crazy. Um, I've never actually been a big Dragon Quest guy. I haven't played much of it, um, but I, I, I seem... own I own um I own I think six or seven, whichever one was on PS2. Uh, uh, but no, I've no, been... eight was on PS2. I think six and seven were PS1 or Super Nintendo or something. You might be right. I think but that was I, another I, one that made the jump to Sony, and I don't know if it was for the same reasons as not. No, they. I think they. I mean, a lot of RPGs eventually ended up on Sony. Uh, actually, the actually, I think the newer ones were on the 3DS and Wii U and Switch and stuff. I think they've come back. They just haven't been localized. Uh, Dragon Quest has never had been able to blow up the same way over here. Kind of like another one that's huge in Japan, but kind of small here is Monster Hunter. Oh man, I love Monster. Uh, Monster. Well, did you say Monster Hunter or Monster yep. Rancher? Yeah, no, 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 Hunter. Oh, I thought you said Monster Rancher. Sorry. People don't remember that one. They had I an anime. In the, I remember that I had an anime in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. That was, I think that series is just done everywhere. Uh, Monster Hunter is still going, but no, Monster Hunter is pretty. Monster Hunter is pretty popular here. You, but surprised. it's a phenomenon in Japan. It's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, their uh, Call of Duty to equivalent almost. It's just it's it's a gargantuan thing, and they it's love not that it. here. They love it. I remember when I went to college, I found out how many people loved Monster Hunter, and I was just it's not for me. Yeah, I've no, tried me, it. it's me too. After uh, I was reviewing games for a website, I reviewed one of the 3DS entries, and I was just – I remember my biggest thing was – it's intentional, but the delay in pressing buttons and how long it takes your character to attack and just – the games are also paced very badly and slowly in the beginning, and I'm just like this – I mean, is- yeah, it, it's a grind, but I under, I understand the appeal, but if, if someone was asking me to review a Monster Hunter game, I'd be like, I'm the wrong guy to do it. I think I am too, but I never volunteer for anyone's after that, but I, I, I just know I, I generally don't like those kinds of games, yeah, but I have a lot of friends I have a lot yeah, of friends who do. There's, yeah, different strokes, different folks. I don't, I, I, I don't technically think they're bad games, but I'm not to be honest. But Final Fantasy, um, so I remember the first my first uh, solid memory of this series wasn't actually playing one of the games. It was seeing the American commercial for Six. Did you ever see that? It was a claymation one with Mog and some monsters. I did not. Oh, the first, clips the, of first, it. the first commercial I ever saw for Final Fantasy was for Seven. Yeah, yeah, that that had a big marketing push too. I remember that was a dramatic one. The the, the Mog one was very misleading because it was. It was Claymation with a bunch of – it was him, like, auditioning. He was sitting at a desk auditioning monsters for the game, I guess. And he had, like, a gravelly Brooklyn voice. The monsters look like generic Western cartoons. And we just keep zapping them with thunder and going, next, next, next. And, like, it didn't tell you anything about the game. It didn't even show any footage. Uh, but that's how games were advertised back then. It was an odd, odd time. But, yeah, Seven, I – I guess you could, like I said, you could see how much effort they put into properly marketing that game as a gamble, but it put JRPGs on the map for like the next solid decade. They've, I would say they've they've fallen off in terms of popularity around the HD era, um, but they're still a thing along with Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy has also been one that's, I mean, let's face it, it's a series that's become more divisive with its HD entries for various reasons. Well, you, you know what it is is, um, all right. So I mean, I. I it, it did very strong around the PlayStation era. MPS2. Seven was seven was a phenomenon. Yes, um, and then eight came out. Eight is one of the more divisive titles. It is I'm, mainly because of uh, its battle system and some of the characters. I hate eight. 
I, I get, I, get far into it. It's my, it's my least favorite of the PS1 ones for sure. It is also my least favorite of the PS1 games. Um, Nine, I think, is one of the best. Nine's of awesome. All time. Yeah. Nine was. I, a, and I, you could also see that as a risk back you could also see that as a risk back then too, because they abandoned the cyberpunk, darker edge, realistic characters for like super deformed, more. Well, they were fantasy. going back. They were going back to basics. Yeah, they, but it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Uh, so they were going back to basics, and it's actually. Um, I remember? Uh, it, yeah, it's actually. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting his name, and I have him on Facebook, like his actual face. The guy who created Final Fantasy. Oh, Amano? Sakaguchi, Hironobu oh, yeah, Sakaguchi. Yeah. Was that the last one he worked on? No, he didn't work on it, but it's his favorite. Oh, nice. I can see that. It's, it's his favorite... Um, main Final Fantasy title. Yeah, it's his favorite main Final Fantasy title. He didn't have anything to do with it, but he absolutely loves the aesthetic of it. He thinks it's the best of all of them. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. 10 came out, and 10's characters and story aren't great. But man, that gameplay was so good. I did not like Titus. Um, no, most but, people don't. Uh, it's it's leads were the weakest characters. I thought. I thought, but I liked the su- the supporting cast and the actual story was awesome. I tens tens tied with six is my favorite. I think I I adored it back in the day. Like I remember this. Okay, this is not a joke. It was one of the first games I bought when I bought my PS2 in the summer of like 2002. And there was one time, like, I was just hooked on it. I was, like, I remember I was playing one of the forest areas, and Patrick walked in and was like, John, you want to come for dinner? I just nonchalantly went, I'm immersed in the world of Spira, Patrick. Yeah, it's, it's, it was really engaging. That was, you know, because, again, that was the first one on the PS2 hardware, so you got a big bump in graphical quality, first time with voice acting, uh, better music quality, and just, um, also revamped the battle system a bit. Like, that was, I almost feel like the most conventional battle system, if you're talking turn-based JRPGs. Uh, the, the the lovely system was a big shakeup with the sphere grid. Uh, the sphere grid, it's okay. Um, oh no, I, I I liked it. I you haven't played was... you, you haven't played twelve, have you? Only a little bit. All right, I'll... it's the remaster. They they kind of re- redid the that idea for leveling there too, but it also incorporated the job system in the international version. Yeah, uh, here's the thing: is like the sphere grid, you get the idea that it's like it's. It's spread out. It's really not. It's actually much more linear than right. Like, but there's still there's still an element of customization to it that you don't get with conventional level up. Uh, same with the the thirteen Crystarium or whatever. There's still a general set path, but you can kind of prioritize certain aspects, which I like. Yeah, but it's not like twelve where twelve is like you could literally make every character whatever you want them to be. Yeah, if you grind enough, everybody can be everything. Uh, uh, even early on, like like there's certain roles people are better in. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that, I, when we get to 12, I, I, yeah, I got to talk about 12 because 12 is actually another one of my favorites and it gets, well, let's start with, let's go back and forth between what our favorites are. So I'll start with, have you played six? Yeah, absolutely. Six is, uh, six is one of my top three. Okay. It's definitely, I'd, I'd certainly cite it as the best of the Nintendo pixel era. Um, I'd say it's, it's up there. It's pretty close with, um, uh, four, and yeah. five is really underrated. I haven't played much of five. I thought I th- what I played of four was pretty good, but I think, like I said, six has a huge boost in presentation. Like both the character environment sprites just are, man. They they really knew how to work with the Super NES hardware at that point, and the music too. Um, I love that. It's so atmospheric, and 
one cool thing one cool thing about six that i actually think would be harder for them to pull off nowadays is what a big cast it has of playable characters um and part I mean, of you can do it well part of it's because you'd have to do voice acting for all of them and the fact that you that at certain points they can say who you have can say different things in situations like that yeah. can be a troublesome thing for developers budget wise because you have to do different animations and voices um yeah, but you know, it's it's not honestly. They can still do it, but it's not as easy, and so you don't see it as often in the voice error. Um, I mean, I'm a Persona fan. There's plenty of characters there. True, but um, it's I'm just saying it's a general thing. But uh, and also it it, it makes it a very customizable because uh, that also brought up on the Esper's system, which was kind of a precursor to the Materia system and other ideas of like being able to have a lot of. Uh, options and what you want each character to be capable of uh besides the base talents they come with that are unique to each other um and just a lot of yeah a lot of fun characters one of the one of my favorite villains uh i basically can sum up kefka as anime joker uh yeah he's one of my favorite characters all time um he's, he's unorthodox as epic villains go because he is literally a clown yep pretty much um, and I was I was also bringing up I kind of saw some shades of him, maybe not personality wise, but just appearance wise in characters like Kuja and Seymour. But they did not uh, execute that as well as Kepka. I feel well Kuja. They tried to make him a little bit more sympathetic because it was like, oh, he he could be what Zidane like Zidane was, could have been him. He was also more serious in general. Um, Seymour uh, yeah. was a character who just never seemed to take much seriously, or like he relished in everything, but he wasn't a clown. No, no. Um, I also remember people, and I can't hear it now. I always hear people say that when Seymour laughs, he sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Seymour? In 10. Oh, God, I hate... I, yeah, he does have kind of a goofy <laughs> voice, doesn't he? Mainly the laugh, but he, he has a goofy design, too. But, um, so yeah, Six is... Do you have anything you want to say about Six? Um, I love Tara. Yeah. She's one of the best leads in Final Fantasy. The first and, female uh, lead, I believe. Yes, she is the first female lead, uh, and one of my favorite characters. I remember when I first played Dissidia, I played so much Terra. Yeah, I need um, to play that. I'll definitely play the PS4 one, and I'll be probably maining Terra and Titus. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Zidane and, and some others, too. Oh, I played Zidane, too. I love them. Yeah, I like um, Zidane. But, yeah, 6 is one of the better games, I would say, if you haven't. I'd say it's a good it's a good entry to start with if you if you can handle the 2D graphics. It yeah, always bothers old- me. My, let me just tell you, my uh, my old roommate is a huge Final Fantasy fan, but he says he cannot play the Nintendo era games because he can't get past the sprites, which is a big shame. That's so that's so frustrating to me. You yeah, know, because, yeah. It's kind of like when you hear people you know, say they can't watch the anime from the '80s or something. Oh, I hate that because I'm a yeah. huge I'm a huge fan of. Um, yeah. and I I say this as someone who does prefer the sleekness of modern anime. There's still really really good stuff back then. That shouldn't be the sole reason you don't watch it. No, of course. Same with games. Actually, I mean, maybe for me it's also nostalgic because I grew up playing Super Nintendo and NES. But, I mean, sometimes people can't help it. But, uh, yeah, so 6 is good. Let's just go back and forth. Tell me one of your favorites of the main series. Uh, off the main series, uh, well, we just uh, – we didn't really talk much about 9. Let's talk about 9. Let's talk about 9. Um, I think Zidane was a breath of fresh air after <laughs> – yeah. Fucking cloud. Well, Cloud, funny enough, people think of Cloud as like this kind of edgy, brooding character. If anyone's played Seven, he's really not. He's no. kind of a goof. He Well, no, he's, he's kind hearted, but he's also 
he's also emo. And then Cloud, and then no, not as Cloud. He's not that. He's not that emo. Like, like he really isn't. He's he's, he, he's stern. He's stern, and but he has his goofy moments, like when you know when he cross dresses. Of course, I can't wait to see how the remake know. handles that. Um, oh, it's gonna be great. Well, but I think Squall was a step too far. That was pure emo, from what I remember. Squall, uh, he, Squall just seemed grumpy. Yeah, Maybe it was hard to you. sympathize with someone who just was basically telling everybody to piss off most of the time. Um, I'm pretty sure there. I, mean, I know it's been memed, like the fact that a lot of Cloud and Squall's dialogue is just dot dot dot. Yep. What do you think, Squall? Dot dot dot. Dot dot dot. Fuck fucking. My entire party's a bunch of shits. I hate you all. That's that's the that's basically eight. Like he just grumpy. Oh, you didn't like anybody in it. Uh, I guess Laguna would have been a great main character, but he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was the. It's funny because doesn't the game play the whole thing where like, oh, he kind of was meant to be the main character but well that reminds got... me of 12 you know about the development history of 12 right uh well i know it's a tsuno i know it's ivalice uh i i, I you know Wait, the tactics people have you played 12 yeah i love 12 12 is actually in my top three i'm trying to look up when they first envisioned it vaughn was not going to be the main character um and i'm trying to i don't know much about it. who's the older knight who's like in the opening scene then joins your party later on Oh, um... Hang on, I'm looking look at the characters now. This was... It actually was a case of executive meddling, I believe. Uh, it m- might have been. I think that's Bosch. Yeah. Um, I mean... I'll edit out this pause. I'm just... I'm loading the uh, wiki page. But yeah, Bosch, or that, that older knight character, that older warrior character, he was... You know, what him or another character like him, one of the main like older males in the party. Not not the row, but yeah, the the, the knight. When they started the sto- work on the story of twelve, they envisioned him as the main character. I've heard that, but I've heard that as a rumor. Yeah, I didn't I guess hear. I, can't I didn't hear. It. I didn't hear anything to verify. I, I think it. People, I, point I actually... out, people point out that uh, that Vaughn he is not as directly involved in the story as a lot of other protagonists, and that kind of leads credence to the rumor. Yeah, but you know what? I actually really enjoyed that because what I played of it, he seems like a fine character. I guess just people are, can find that a little distracting his irrelevance compared to other protagonists. Well, no, it's it's different. Okay, here's the thing: like Ten had the issue where we have a main character who's not really the main character, but he tells everyone he's the main character, and Titan you hear that ends up line being more involved than you think at the beginning. My problem was that he was just a, he was an annoying character. Yeah, he was kind of insufferable, but he also like it's really Yuna's story. Yes. Like, He's kind of a side character in it, but he's always like, "This is my story." And by the end, it's you kind know? of Aaron's story is too. And like, Aaron is still one of the most badass characters ever. He's just, yeah, Aaron's des- great. No just that design alone, Aaron. you're like, I want to be this guy. No, but like, I love Vaughn because Vaughn's not really important, but we're learning about the world through him. He's and the audience avatar, in a way. You know what? There's actually a lot of parallel between Final Fantasy XII and and the and A New Hope. Hmm. Uh, a lot he's of Luke. people think of. He's Luke, except he's not like, you know, he's not a Jedi. He's not special in any way. He's just the main character. You know, he, he's the guy we learn about the world through. Yeah, and, and get caught up know, in something bigger. Exactly. Uh, Baltier and Fran are literally Han and, and Chewie. Oh, I noticed that right away. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the Final Fantasy version of Han. What, like, what would Japan make Chewbacca into? A voluptuous bunny girl. Of course. Yeah, but she's awesome. <laughs> I I mean I've heard she is yeah I just need to yeah she's yet. she's great I wish she was a better like character to use because I would totally have her in my party that was but... me and uh 
some of my, some of the characters I liked most in ten I never used, and uh, I'm mainly talking Waka and Kamari. I never used those two or Riku. Uh, Riku more so more eye candy than a fun character. Though oh no, I liked her more in the original than the sequel. She became such a bimbo in the sequel, and that annoyed me. Um, Who uh, Riku? Riku, yeah. In X2, yeah, she a is a dunce, of- and I was annoyed by that. I'm like, she wasn't a genius, but she wasn't this. Um, and, I, and it also bummed me out because she's voiced by Tara Strong, who's a great actress. Um, I know that would make Dave be like, oh, well, then she's the best character ever. Uh, but, I like I, – I mean, Riku, Riku's not great. But she's okay in the first game, and then the sequel, she's insufferable. Um, and yeah, I like uh, the playing as her. She's a fucking beast, though. And oh, 10. that's that's I'm funny. I never used I in ten. I mainly used Titus, Arin, Lulu, and Yuna, and I barely ever used the other three. Really? Yeah. I mean, generally, I tend to switch people out once in a while, uh, but I do have favorite parties and whatnot. I mean, I would have to switch one out every now and then because it was a party of three, and it was four, but I got used to those guys. In in um, in 12, my, my favorites were Vaughn, Ash, and Baltier. Mm-hmm. I'm too early in 12 to say my favorites. Uh, in 6, I certainly... Uh, and I'll admit now, the only number one I've completely beaten is 10, just because I got so caught up in it. But I've That's the case a... of most people. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad. But I played through a good portion of 6, 7, 9, 13, and 15. And some of 14. Love, I haven't played 15, but I'd like to. It's it's really good, but that's another I heard it's one. fun, but the story is like, whatever. Well, that's the thing, is I can't really speak for it because people say, like, how the story starts out, but they say where it goes, they're not fond of and actually i'm actually going to try in the final published version of this episode get chris to send the recording because in some of our earliest episodes we did our initial thoughts and he was gung-ho about the game and really really enjoying it but he has made facebook posts and that by the end he was so sour that he says i'm not going to blind purchase these games anymore um and it, well, i mean it does, that's just that's just a good policy to have like blind purchasing games is always a bad idea maybe it wasn't blind purchase but it wasn't or so maybe it was something like not get super excited automatically for a main final fantasy anymore I, i'm sorry chris i'm putting words in your mouth but it was something along of he's gonna be a little more pessimistic about main entries like he really did a 180 on how he felt and like i said if he sends us an audio and uh thing about this i'll put it in at this point but i would recommend 15 from what i played of it even though it is the biggest departure gameplay wise for the main series so far I heard it plays more like a Kingdom Hearts title. Well, yeah, it was it was made by the same team who did the original two uh, titles. That's part of the reason three took so long. Uh, the spinoffs and three have been made by a different team. That's. I mean, I'll check it out. It just looks like a lot of fun. It, it looks is, very um, monster huntery to some degree. Yeah, because you can have subquests of going to kill monsters, but. Uh, it does have a very unique control system where instead of a mashing a button, you kind of hold one and then turn the analog stick in different directions. And that's probably my biggest hang-up about the gameplay is that I still have never quite got the hang of it. Um, and one of the reasons I didn't finish it, also because it's super long. But they're actually – they've been doing something interesting where they've been continuously doing substantial updates to the game mostly for free. Um, the main paid DLC has been uh, side episodes about the other party characters we play as them. Uh, but they're, just, they're doing one on – I think that update will be out by the time this episode's published. Uh, December 12th, they're going to make it so that you can switch between playing the other party members in the campaign, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool. That's really that's – that's, that's, that's a game changer. 
I mean, that's good stuff. Um, but I'm ex- I mean, I, I haven't played the game. I'm excited no. that no- Noctis is actually going to be in. In what? He's going to be in Tekken Seven. He's. I meant uh, to next- bring that up when you were talking about Tekken. Yeah, they're doing some interesting choices. Um, that surprised the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah, some people aren't very excited about. It. Well, yeah, that's the thing I want to talk about. There's been a lot of backlash for the HD era single player Final Fantasies. Thirteen uh, inch sequels are debates on those games are super heated and i'm actually been oh, seeing 13 look look 13 i'm just gonna say it here it's not even a debate that is by far 13 is by far the worst final fantasy ever put together um, with like any amount of money okay then, then you're not gonna admit that i think it's a pretty good game you do you're not gonna be happy with that yeah i think it's oh, all right wow um no I, maybe it helped sorry. that i played it long after it came out so my hype had died down i'm like i still don't oh, like i didn't home. have any i didn't have any hype for it actually oh, wow. i played it and it's just i i didn't like the you're, linearity you're, in some of the characters but it was gorgeous the vowels were fun and i mean uh, you can make the argument i can make the argument that that uh you know nine was slightly linear here's the thing about 13 i despise one the story is absolute trash mm. i didn't like um, that it started in the middle of things 15 does the same thing and i'm like i'd rather it, have a proper introduction to these guys yeah it starts in the middle of thing it doesn't really explain the world yeah to you it's confusing it's just, just gradual flashbacks uh and 15 took a different approach where it was like well watch this anime short watch this movie i'm like can't we just get that on the game yeah, it's it. I mean, that, that's a problem too. But the thing, the thing I heard fifteen does well is the characters are pretty likable. Oh, the interactions between those main four, like people complaining early on, like where are the girls, where's you know more characters, but the camaraderie between these guys is genuine. Um, it helps that they all have clearly defined traits and good voice acting. Um, and I think let me just go on a quick tangent because I wrote down it could be interesting looking up who some of the voice actors are since they start doing that. Because uh, even though I don't like Titus as the character, do you know who his voice actor is? Who? Oh, it's Ratchet. It's Ratchet. Yes. Let's give him all we got. I won't go so easy on you next time. A Class G Star Jumper? Is this for me? Yes, and I love Ratchet and Clank. Um, also, he is the cartoon voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in, like, Clone Wars Onward. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I actually saw an interview. Did you see Force Awakens? I did. When Ray has that vision, you hear a bunch of voices, and one of them is Ewan McGregor saying her name. When they weren't sure at first if they could get McGregor to record, they had that guy do it. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, one that is – this is really random. Uh, one of my least favorite characters in 13 is Hope. This little kid who spends the whole game like, I want to kill Snow because I think my mom died because of oh, him. Oh, yeah. Fuck that kid. She so obviously did not, you dumbass. But uh, do you know who voiced him? Who? A guy, a kid named Vincent Martella, uh, best known as Phineas. When I was on Cocoon, I never dreamed a place like this could even exist. Ferb, I know what we're going to do today. Oh, really? From Phineas and Ferb. Oh, well, he ended up getting that paycheck. I mean, it gets. have you ever watched Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. Yeah. I used uh, to watch it all the time. I thought it was great. It's not the only experience of that because when I – have you played Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Uh, Shion is, Il- is Isabella, eh, Isabella. What about you two? Did you guys go somewhere without me? What you doing? Shion? Yeah. Uh, how far into Kingdom Hearts are we going here? Cause Coded. I did, uh, huh? I mean, I, I know, uh, 3582 Days. The Yeah, I, I, I played one and I played two, and I've oh, not dang it. Gone okay, she was in the, one of the DS games, but okay. But the point is, another Phineas and Ferb character actor is in Square Enix. Joke ruin. Um, 
Okay, no, this one blew my mind. I know you said you don't play Overwatch, but you're familiar with the characters. Yeah. You know who Gladiolus is in 15, right? Uh, Gladiolus? The big, the buff one, the the Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the big, uh, ha ha what do you like in your noodles, man? Uh, I, I, I want to say two things. One, I really like him because they don't do the stereotypical thing of making him a dumbass. He's actually a very sensible guy who also has, happens to be the strongest. Two, actually three things. Two, Chris has admitted in the past uh, he's a straight man, but Gladiolus is a real hunk. Uh, and he and his wife nicknamed Gladiolus Uncle Daddy Boyfriend. I, I know he's very popular with the... Yeah. With three, that, that. he is voiced by Junkrat. Really? Isn't that weird? That, that is range. Uh... Junkrat is a high-pitched, I, I might, and Gladiolus is, I can't do it, it's deep. Oh, don't mind me, I was just taking thought. Definitely not thinking about blowing something up. Then, if you take something already delicious like cup noodles and add in the finest, freshest ingredients, what do you get? That is, uh, Talented that is guy. surprising. Talented guy, Gris Parson. And another one less surprising, because it's pretty much the same voice. The voice of Lightning is, uh, uh, oh god, why am I blanking on her name? The main, have you played Mass Effect? Uh, Yes. What's the... Jennifer something... No, no, uh, it's not Jennifer Hale. Her name's uh, Ali Hillis. Uh, Liara. The meeting was less than ideal. At least the council can't deny the Reapers exist. All because I turned my back on God. Oh, really? Yeah, Liara's lightning. Oh, wow. I didn't also, know. Also Palutena in, in Kid Icarus. I mean, that's cool, but it's just it doesn't save the game. From <laughs> I'm not saying... It's, it's, I, this is just a list of going through fun voice actor things, and I'm, that was, that was, I was wrapping it up there. Um, no, I'm I'm surprised at the the junk rat one. That's that's the craziest one. I guess I think Hope's crazy too because you couldn't tell that was Phineas. Uh, Titus, yeah. you could tell. That's his. That's yeah, his you real, could tell if that's you his listen voice. Um, You could tell though, if you listen closely. One of my favorites is actually Baltiers, who he hasn't done too much. I don't think the twelve cast hasn't done as much compared to other people. It's interesting. No, but like, that game Fran's kind voice of like, is like three other credits. That that game was like um right in the middle of the anime boom. You know, 12 so it, it, yeah, twelve came out like two thousand six, just as the anime boom was dying out. Oh, so no, ten was in the middle of it. Yeah, ten, it? yeah that, that, that's what I meant. Well, yeah, tail end. So two thousand six was like right when it was that. Yeah. Its peak. Well, it's also interesting because sometimes they get anime actors. Like I remember reading one of the like bit characters in ten was the voice of Tenchi and Tenchi Muyo, and I flipped out because I loved that as a kid. Um, but then you also get ones who make primarily do cartoons. We mentioned Terra Strong and. Um, Waka and Kamari were John DiMaggio. Bender, yeah. the dog. He doesn't do Japanese stuff traditionally, but that was an exception. Everyone, go, go, go! Shut up, baby, I know it! I know. I, I, I'll always remember. And he sounds nothing like himself there, I, either. Waka sounds a little Bender-ish, just not as raspy and with an accent. He has just, that guy just kind of has a gruff voice by nature, so if you know it's him, it's possible to pick him out. Uh... And Tara Strong, on the other hand, she can be something of a chameleon. Like, I always like to tell people, oh, yeah, there's she's Raven and she's Bubbles. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Yep. Oh, so I'm done talking about the voice actors. Um, tell me another one of your well, favorite there, games. Well, I do want to go into what my bigger problem with 13 is. Go for it. You don't really play the game as much as you would think. It yeah, because the battles of, are partially automated. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. I can see there's that. nothing I hate there's nothing I hate more in any kind of game, especially in RPG, mind you, than when the games play themselves and everything you you don't really have agency as a player to do what you yeah. want. 12 and so, 15 kind of do the same thing in that your partners are AI controlled. You can only do one character. Yeah, but at a time. but 12 12 circumvents it in a much better way than something like uh yeah. 
your team does because you're, you're still controlling one character. That's fine because it's real time, right? But you have the Gambit system in 12, which lets you basically program your party to yeah, play however you, you can want. swap between them, right? Exactly. You can swap between them. Yeah. You can you, you can literally switch to another party member and use their attacks. 15 the has kind of a similar fashion, and now they're about to make it where you can just swap, which yeah. would have been nice if they did from day one, but well, better the, late than the, the other thing is, in 13, all your characters are kind of locked into how they play. Outside uh, of the Chris Darium customization and progression. Yeah, yeah, but the Chris the, the customization system and is you really... Like the, uh, they kind of had a version of the job switching thing with the paradigm, paradigm shift. I'm guessing that it wasn't, wasn't very. Thing. It wasn't very well implemented, I don't yeah. think. Um, I, it, it whereas just, in 12, in 12 it's like, oh, here's Baltair. What You know what I made mine? I made my Baltair a monk. I literally made him just just a monk, which is not what people would normally make him. But I was like, "Fuck it, I'll give him a staff and I'll give him like monk abilities and whatnot, and we'll just go with that." Uh, you can make characters whatever the hell you wanted to in twelve. Uh, there's, mm. you know, right now Xenoblade is a big series with Nintendo, yeah. And one of the things I love about that series is you can organize your party however way you like. You can map their skills however way you like. In Chronicles, yeah, you're, it's, the characters are mapped like. Their abilities are locked into certain things, but you can still customize those abilities. In Chronicles X, you can make your main character one of like, I think it's like one of six uh, final party, one of six final, what am I saying parties? One of six final classes, and then when you master all of them, you can mix and match them. It just depends on like which weapons you've mastered and whatnot. So for me, 13, it was like, man, 12 was gave me so much agency, so much... Uh, ability to play the way I wanted and do what I wanted with the characters, and then thirteen just took all of that away, and that's like that's the main reason I really couldn't stand it because it, it's too dumbed it, down. It's dumbed down. It plays mm-hmm. itself. It doesn't really give me the opportunity to play the game the way I wanted to. All valid reasons. Uh, comparatively, Xenoblade Chronicles X, I literally broke that game to the point where my character is always in overdrive mode, which <laughs> is basically the, the you, that variant of Limit Break. Do you have a Switch? No, I don't. I have a Wii U. Okay, my brother yeah, that's has. That's why I haven't. That's why my I haven't. Has gotten. two. It's actually his first entry in this series, but he says he's loving it, and I'm hoping to get it for Christmas. Funny thing, he was unaware of the series until Shulk was in Smash, and I remember I texted him that announcement. And his response is, "What the fuck's a Xenoblade?" <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were like that. Uh, I knew about it, but I'm a big JRPG guy. Obviously. I think the only time I've been con- I have not been aware of who newcomers were were in Melee with. The Ice Climbers, because that's an old, obscure thing. And Martin and Roy, because Fire Emblem was not here yet. Um, I think ever since then, like, when I, okay, I guess it kind of counts. When I saw Ike, I didn't know him, but uh, I wasn't able to recognize him by like, name or anything. But I saw him, and oh, that's a Fire Emblem guy. That's his game for localized. Yeah, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just, we just keep going back and forth. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more... I just, we talked ten. I mean, no, let's let's talk ten a little more. We mainly talked about some of the characters. I think uh, ten is one of the best entries to start with. Agreed. It's what like yeah. The story the story has some problems for me, but I think um, it's the, I, the the gameplay is both straightforward enough, but still complex enough if you want to get into it. Especially if you're yeah. a completionist, going for all the weapons and all that kind of stuff. The fact that they put so, they added so many additional challenges for like the ultimate weapons and stuff in later games. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of it. I liked it a lot when I played it. Um, I, it. I you know I mean I didn't love it, I, but I'd been playing Final Fantasy up to the point. But it was a very nice transition from P- PlayStation to PlayStation Two. Yeah. Uh, then 
and, presentation you know, and then, well, wise, they've always been genuinely good. Like we've discussed how flawed 13 is from a play perspective, but I still think that's the best looking game of its generation when it comes to like the character models. Like that could pass for a PS4 game almost. But you know, I, I come from that like PlayStation era where yeah. it's like I you know, I I, I I come from the old graphics, right? Yeah. So it's funny, I, I hear a lot of people talk today like, oh, how are the graphics, how are the graphics? I genuinely don't care. Uh I, I care I'm if the they kind of person ugly or dated, but not so I much. don't. No, but that's the thing. I don't, right? Um, so, like, I literally can go back. I literally have gone back uh, two, year, two years ago. I, I went back and just played a bunch of old RPGs that I just never got around to. On, right? like, what, PS1? PS1. Uh, I emulated Panzer Dragoon Saga because I'm not oh, wow. paying $1,000 for that. Um, how was that game, by the way? Oh, it's amazing. That's what I've heard. I've only played the original in Orta, but I'm curious about Saga. Orta was my, Orta is still my favorite uh, exclusive for the original. Well, Saga Xbox. Saga is not like the other. No, ones. I, I know it's 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 an RPG. Yeah, and it's one of the most amazing games I've ever played. And there's never going to be another game like it. Yeah, I've always heard hush stories about. It. But um, so yeah, you playing some old RPGs? Yeah, and I went back. I played that. I played. I replayed Chrono Cross, which is one of my all-time favorite RPGs. That never played it, but I love Chrono Trigger. It got a lot of hate because a lot of people expected a, another Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and, it's uh, a it's a deviation. It's a deviation, but it's to me it's better. It's okay. way better, and 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 it, it's another one of those games because you have like I think forty five potential party members. You can yeah, recruit. it's a huge cast. Exactly. So as a result of that, it's any look like I said, anytime a game lets me do what I want, you like that. I love that. That's what I love most in games. You might like 15 um, then, just by the nature of it being open world, there's a lot of just go fuck around and do what, what you feel like. Like, are you a fan I mean, of the open world formula? I'm a fan of the open world formula in certain instances. Okay. Um. So I, I actually, every time I look at 15, I think to myself, man, I think I'd like this game it's a lot. It's not as vehicle oriented as others. Like, if you're in a vehicle, for the most part, you have to stick to the roads. Uh, you can rent chocobos, but, you know, it's still not at the same uh, it's a lot about in the same way as Breath of the Wild about exploration and seeing what, what side I, I have not played of... Breath of the Wild eventually I figure I'm going to get a Switch just because uh, yeah. my girlfriend my girlfriend really wants to play Odyssey it's... and uh, both oh both great games yeah she wants to play Odyssey she doesn't yeah. really want to play Breath of the Wild they're very different games she doesn't want to play it because it reminds her a lot of Skyrim and she doesn't like Skyrim oh that's a shame well, I mean, that's kind of what they went with it. They kind of made it more of a... It's it's still... There's still a lot of Zelda principles at its core. They didn't... They, It's open world, but it's still not Skyrim. But it, but anyway. I know, but, uh, you know, we've seen enough reviews where it's like... Um, Comparisons. There's this, YouTube, there's this guy on YouTube called uh, Super Bunny Hop who does great, uh, great videos on just video games in general. Not just reviews, but like talking about the industry and things mm-hmm. like that and different trends. I uh, strongly suggest you check him out. And anyone listening, he's he's I'm, I love his videos. And he ta- he 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 did a video about final uh, eh, about Zelda Breath of the Wild, where he co- he he talked about kind of the grinding and how repetitive certain aspects of it were, but that that's kind of a, a side effect of having the open world format, like mm. how um I think the dungeons under the, 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 these these little like temples or whatever you have to you have to do throughout the game. Did you mean the shrines? I think so. I think they're the shrines shrine. are like mini dungeons, like one or two rooms yeah. worth of castles, and there's tons of them, and then like four or five main main dungeons. Yeah, but it, it's like the same setup for each of them, and you always know when you're when you're at one. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what one. he. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he's talking about. And they all kind of like run the same. I think he said aesthetically, they're the same thing. Like, yeah. And my, my, my biggest complaint, which we actually did an episode of my launch impressions, uh, I feel like the story is de-emphasized in it compared to past three Zel- D Zeldas, and that's my main. Yeah, I, I heard about that too. I heard about that too. Um, it's a great game, otherwise yeah, though. I, I, she, I still heavily recommend it. She's. I mean, I'll, I'll play it at some point. But she. She's way more interested in um Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. So yeah. was I. Odyssey. Are you interested in it at all? Like, do you like Mario? I'm interested in playing it just because you know. And it's funny. I'm not a huge Mario guy, really. Okay. I'll say it right um, now. It's the best main game since Galaxy Two. Yeah, I've I've heard. I ha- I've I've heard. I actually have not played. Uh, well, it's. I think it's the first one since Galaxy Two. No, 3D World was was. Do people 3D. really count those? Yeah. Just, just 3D World, not the new Super Mario Brothers. All right. Uh, I mean, 3D World. I mean, I, I guess. I, I never really thought of it as one. It was the closest thing the Wii U got. Yeah, but, you know, it's the Wii U. I, I'm saying this as someone who owned a Wii U. You know, it's like... Well, it's like Nintendo in between... It, it, I feel like it's in between the greater things we got weird experiments, because I thought Sunshine was a weird experiment. Oh, I love Sunshine. Um, a lot of people do. That's my least favorite of the main Mario games. Really? I adore that game. A lot, uh, a lot of people do, I'm not, and I won't fault you for it. I adore it, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's one of the hardest ones. Absolutely. But also one, like, oh, we shouldn't be this a Mario episode, but I, I, I adore Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Um, so which, what was the last game we were talking about? I know we were talking about the open world in 15. Um, oh, okay. I feel like we've been... We've been we haven't talked been, about the MMOs. I, okay, let's talk about that. Then I feel like... Well, actually, no, no. Let's look at the elevator room. Let's talk about seven, like the most famous one ever. Your first one. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's a little overrated. Okay, I'm. Oh, we're actually in the same camp. Actually, I I well, I I was really well, late. It, to it, you know it. what? You know, at, at the time it was uh great. You know, oh but yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't aged all that great. That uh, it, it does every. Here's the thing about it. It kind of it it kind of just does everything right, and that's it. That's <laughs> okay. That's. It kind of just does everything right. It has a good party. It has a good story. Yeah, I like the cast. It has a good cast. It has really good gameplay, which is part of the reason I hated 8 so much. Yeah, good music and atmosphere, too. Even just the Midgar stuff alone. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's 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 just... A lot of it's nostalgia. I'd rather have a remake of 9. Maybe someday. Uh, me, I want a 6 remake. A 6 remake? It's still my favorite. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. But no, I, be... I'm not saying I think it will. I'm just saying that's the one I would do if I had the choice. I'd I'd get a remake. Well, we just got the re-release of 12, and I think 12 is new enough that you don't need to remake it. No, 10 um, and 12 got remasters, and that's probably all yeah. they need. Six, like the old. I'm, I'd be curious to see one of those NES Super NES ones get like an HD big budget treatment. But the closest oh, we got yeah, is yeah. that the closest we got is the four remake, which basically it was for the DS, so it looked like a PS1 version basically, and that's not enough for me. Yeah, but you know, it's it's like seven is just such a huge deal to a right. lot of people. So it's that was the only one that justifies be. that big a budget and attempt. And even then, I'm wondering how that's going to fare with fans because they're switching to real time. Um, I mean, the, a lot of the fans went on to Kingdom Hearts, so I know, but there's still. I think. I think. I okay. Actually, we can also touch on some of the. This is a series that, like most video games, has not fared well for the most part when you adapt it to other media. But uh, the one of the three CG movies we've gotten, Advent Children is the only one I legit enjoy. And I actually did an episode about it on Generation Animation with Tyler and Dave back in the day. Um, and I, I, I bring it up because I think Dave actually said he was hoping – either he hoped that it was still turn-based or that you could have an option to have it without voices. 
to the old school. Oh, version. wow. Um, he's got, I mean, I, he adores seven. Just play the original. I've actually, funny enough, I've never talked about Final Fantasy with Dave, and I would love to. Talk to, I know seven is, he, he, like, he, he loves it to pieces. Um, and I know some of the others, I think he's a fan of some of the others too, but I, I have not asked him beyond seven. Uh, I know that he only played the first Kingdom Hearts, but he enjoyed it. That's I played, I played Kingdom Hearts one and two. Uh, yeah, that was I, that's. I think that's Tyler too. He only played the first one, two, and I've played everything but the DS games. I'm a huge fan of it, the series. Uh, even though the only ones I tell people you should play are one, two, and the PSP and 3DS ones. I'm I'm good with two because uh, I liked one at the time. I do think it's aged kind of badly. Yeah, one's very primitive uh, compared to everything that came afterward. No, but even then, it's it's like um, it ha- I still say it has the best story of the individual games. Oh, what one? Yeah, probably everybody's compl- because everybody's complaint is how convoluted it's gotten. Uh oh, absolutely. Uh, the the entire story is a mess. Yeah, now. and they're saying three is going to wrap that up. So after that, they can kind of start fresh. Um, uh, I mean, even then, if I go back, the story's not all that great. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed the game. I, I think it helps that I love Disney, so it's just kind of cool to go through each world, um, and it's just kind of just got a sweet nature story. And I, th- I think it's also funny that just a side thing, I now associate that main Mickey Disney crew with Kingdom Hearts, like from my teenage years. Would you onward. recommend? Would you recommend uh, Chain of Memories? No. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, I would not recommend that or the remake. No. I wouldn't recommend. Um, I played a little bit of Coded, which is the one DS one. Didn't like it. Apparently, Days, which is the one I was named after that character for, was not good either. Basically, if it's a Nintendo one, unless it's the 3DS one, I'd stay skip it and just look up the cutscenes or a summary. Yeah, if you care about the story, that's the main thing to do. Uh, I, I don't know. Story, I think... Chain of Memories is the only one that actually seems kind of important of those Nintendo ones. Oh no, the 3DS one too, but it's a good game. I mean, Chain of Memories literally goes straight into two yeah you don't like as people say like if you skip that you have no idea what the fuck is up with Sora at the beginning of two or yeah. some of the characters they get introduced with their deal is oh man i remember when two started and i was like yo oh, roxas way yeah. way fun to use and then you, and then he gets taken away from you no roxas section was not fun i liked it okay no i, I don't mean i don't mean like the the tedious menial tasks of like the collecting story part of it is cool because it's like this no i'm talking about his his actual the way he fights compared Roxas? to yeah the way he fights compared to sora okay i don't remember that much of a difference but um that's how i felt it's, it has been a while though i do remember that my problem with two was two was extremely easy i rented the game and i yes. beat it within like a week the default difficulty one is a lot harder than everything that followed no, but I also like I also genuinely like a hundred percented it, mm-hmm. and that shocked me because I never try that. I mean, they you have know? harder difficulties. Did you beat it on on that or? Well, no. I mean, also just finding the stuff. Okay, and getting, still, and getting like even on normal, I really suck when it comes to those optional super hard bosses like Sephiroth. Like I no, I, by that point, I don't know what it was. I I struggled a lot in the first Kingdom Hearts. The first one's hardest. Yeah, I struggled a lot with the optional bosses there. With the ones in two, it, I didn't really have an issue. Okay, to um, be entirely honest. So actually, you mentioned. So I guess we've you've said your piece on seven. There's not as much to say as I thought. Um, you know, I, I I'm in the same thing. I, I I certainly recommend it, but I think I played it too late to be, you know, blown away by it. But it's a well, it's it, a good. It's it's one of those things. You see, here's the thing. Like I grew up with NES and Super Nintendo, but if you ask me to go back and play a fucking Atari game. 
Wait. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm I can compare. Yeah, I can't do pre any. I don't even like live NES games. I'm more 16-bit onward. But uh, also, uh, my thing. I think I've heard a lot of reviewers when they play like one of the re-releases of Ocarina of Time, and they go, "What? What's the big deal with this game?" And that's one of my favorite games ever. And I was obsessed with it. it came out, and there's just some games like that where you just had to be in the moment to appreciate it as much as some people do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I I feel like some of the, I feel like a lot of the games from the SNES era do hold up. Oh, the uh, N64 and PS1 era is one of the worst dated of a lot of games, just because it was the first fully 3D generation, and there was a lot of learning. I, I don't I don't think it's dated. I, don't, I really don't think a lot of the good stuff there is dated. On the like, PS1, yeah, graphically, yeah, graphically, it doesn't look the way a lot of the stuff. Oh, today does. I mean, I mean, like the ones that aren't like the cream of the crop. Like I feel yeah, like that's, an average SNES game can have, work have, a lot. An average SNES game can work a lot better in this day than an average PS1 game. That's all I'm saying. Um, like, it depends. There's a lot of shovelware there too. Like even famous series. Like I, I loved Earthworm Jim on the Super Nintendo. Then I played that 3D one, and that was bad. Yeah, that happens. Uh, you know, series we, just, some series developers just didn't get the hang of it their first time around. Hey, Bub- back. What? Bubsy's back. Yeah, and I'm hearing that game's like. An hour long and thirty bucks and mediocre. Surprise, yep. surprise. It's Bubsy. He's I only, back. I only ever played the first one. Three D looks. Hor- that's that, that's a oh, example. Oh, okay. So one of the first games I ever rented was Bubsy Three D. Jesus Christ, man. Oh yeah. How was that? And I knew. I was like, oh, shit. I'm, I was like seven years old, eight years old, and I just remember playing it and being like, "What the fuck do I do?" That game does not look like a released game. Like there are no textures. And. <laughs> It what? looked bad that it like at that at that time it looked bad. It looked bad. At, it would have looked bad in nineteen ninety. It would have looked bad on a Super Nintendo. It's it's man. Yep. And the funny thing is, I feel bad for its developers because they it took them a while to make it, and they were tr- so they were like trying to pioneer three D platformers. And like a few months before it was set to release, they went to a trade show. So trade show saw Mario sixty four, and they knew right then and there, guys, were fucked. Yep. And actually, they weren't fucked because they went on to make um, the Siphon Filter games, uh, the Uncharted Vita game, and now they're making that Days Gone zombie game. Yeah, uh, I know they ended up they ended up going on to make on Siphon. Yeah, Filter. they survived, so good for them. But uh, learning experience. But so okay, so we, that's, I guess that wraps up our seven talk. It shows how it shows how invested we are in seven compared to how much we've talked about other things. It's just, you know, it's funny because people, you, you always hear the seven talk and there's always the one guy who's like, I think it's overrated and then everyone j- jumps on, on their throat. Man, I don't even no, know if I can say it's overrated think... because I wasn't there. I was there. Okay. And at the time, yeah, it was cool to have it in 3D, but later games did it better and uh, really, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a good game. It was even just a that, good game oh, at yeah, the time. Oh yeah, it was a good game. But like, even that generation, 9 was like peak PS1 Final Fantasy, I'd say. Well, the funny thing is, is like I I played a lot of the stuff from that generation, right? So seven was, seven was the better thing at the time. Within that time frame, Panzer Dragoon Saga came out, and I think Panzer Dragoon Saga is while it's a much shorter game, it's better. Oh my god, there's so much ambition that went into the way the game plays, and nobody they, played it. Well, it was on the Saturn, you know, and, and exactly. unfortunately, which is which is tragic because I think the Saturn was great, and there's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, but it didn't last. Uh, I, I maintain to this day that the Dreamcast is the greatest console ever made. But uh, it has some good games, yeah. It, it's it's to me it, that that's the one that's the MVP. Uh, I, me, I love it's my Dreamcast. Toss up between Super NES and PS2, but uh, it does kind of feel like I, I. This is just a small tangent. Then we can move on to the multiplayer and whatever else you want to talk about. Um, 
something I do feel that happened in once the HG generation started, because I know that because of that, it's of that leaping graphical detail, costs went way up, and you started seeing a lot less experimental, quirky games from big developers. Like that's now yeah. the, that's now the domain of the indie dev, and that's one of my favorite things about the PS2 generation and that system. Well, in now particular. Steam, Steam is kind of saving that now. Oh, uh, and and have- the indie scene for for consoles too, because there's a lot of cross. Foundation there, but I mean, like, just some of my favorite I am games. So PS- down to play Cuphead. I just bought it yesterday and started playing it. It's fun. Oh man, I and, love shmups though. I, and, I I really do. I mean, I'm sold and, on the aesthetic. Just that, what a genius idea! And they pull no, off the, really the well aesthetic. The aesthetic is great too. But I also happen to be someone who loves playing shoot 'em ups. Okay, I don't play that uh, many, but I, from what I've seen so far, it's it's, it's pretty good. You know, homage it's Ikaru- to stuff like- we- we got we got some Disney in our Ikaruga. We no, not even it's Fleischer Brothers stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's old old school. Yeah, Fleischer. We got, and all we that got stuff. Fleischer Brothers in our Ikaruga. Yeah, and hell yeah, I want to play that. Um, yeah. um, but okay, so uh, let's. You said we can talk briefly on the MMOs because I know you said you actually aren't into MMOs much. I'm not in general too, and I never played Eleven um, other than the NES games. I think it's the one numbered thing I've literally never touched. But back when I was doing reviews for a website, they sent me the PS4 cop, the PS4 version of 14. Um, oh, on, on release. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. I'm speaking the Rome Reborn version. The original Disastrous version never got to PS4. By the time they put it there, they'd revamped it, and that's actually... Right, a, right. That's kind of a miracle of gaming, the fact that the original was such a clusterfuck, and the, the, the when they reworked it, it's been a success. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what happens these days now, though. It you doesn't can, always work have... out, though, even when they try. But this was a case of them actually learning and nailing it the second time. And that's probably the best experience I've had with a game of that type. It's Now, my big complaint with it compared to other Final Fantasies is that the story just kind of sucks. Uh, barely any of it is voiced, and the characters and plot are mostly forgettable. There's not much that happens that happens that's of impact. Because something I always noticed, even the Super NES games, those can be very dark and heavy plots. A lot of real tragedy and pathos for its characters, and that, that's part of what endears people to them. Uh, this, in 14, like, your character doesn't even talk, so... Whatever. I mean, it's an it's an MMO. That's I know, what you're I know. Get, I just it know? still feels like the fact that it's. I do kind of feel like they shouldn't have. They should have should not have used the main numerals for those games. Should have been Final Fantasy Online and Final Fantasy Online Two or something like that. But they did, and to be fair, A Realm Reborn, the you know the current iteration of fourteen is a very good game, and it has some very smart. I think one of the, the coolest thing it does that you just I don't hear about happening in other MMOs is that. Uh, well, one, you've got a lot of character customization options and appearance and stuff, a lot of different species, both genders, and a lot of different those features. But the cool yeah. thing is, even though you start out, you know, you choose one class, you can technically have your character become all classes. Um, do you, are you aware of this? I, I am not. Uh, yeah, it's most MMOs, it, once you choose a class, you're, yeah, you're, you're stuck, stuck with you're stuck, This right? is, you know, you stay with one for a while, but as you open up each main area, there are three different uh, main hubs, and depending on your class, you start in one of them and get different introductory cutscenes and stuff. But they each have guilds for like a dozen different classes, and you can go there, you get your first class, I mean, you get your first subquest for them, and you get a weapon. And basically, whatever weapon you equip, you get a different armor set for that that you can save, and you'll automatically switch to that, and it has its own independent level from, like, 1 to 50, or 1 to 100, or whatever. And it's basically, like, starting fresh stat-wise, but you're still the same character in the same campaign. It's really cool. That is pretty neat. And it's, it like ups, a new game. You're, it's like you're giving yourself kind of a new game plus kind of thing. It's, it's like, unlocking every career path 
without having to start the game from scratch. Like, it extends the replay value tremendously. And yeah, there's still a lot of grinding, but the incentive of getting different play experiences because of how differently these classes can play is, that's really cool. And that is. I, I hope more MMOs... I wish I, I wish I cared more about MMOs. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played it much lately. I never even beat the main campaign, and now they're like, what, two or three expansions? And I might get back to it at some point, because it, it was... There was something addicting about it, even if I didn't care about the story. Just progression-wise, it was pretty satisfying. They do the cool thing of uh, seasonal events, cross-promotional events, because I know... Oh, you're gonna, I know you'd love the fact that Lightning showed up in the game. You could get her in snow outfits. I think Cloud showed up, too, actually, or his outfits did. They've, done, they've obviously done a bunch of... Like, uh, oh, they also have mounts, some of which are... I think when you beat the main campaign, you get magic tech armor from Six, which I, I'm dying to have. Um, I think there's, like, a fat chocobo and stuff, obviously. Oh, you can raise your chocobo to be an AI partner, and you can, like, choose, you have to give it different classes and gear and cosmetics. Like, the depth and amount of stuff to do is... They also added a casino. They put in the triple triad uh, card game, which I think was from... Nice. Nine. Was it from nine? You know, there's an, you know, there's, you know, there's an app for Triple Triad. No, I didn't. I'm actually not that into it, but I think it's a cool touch for anybody who did like it. Um, oh, was, okay. So I don't know if you know this. Um, do you watch the Best Friends? Super Best Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally, but yeah. Okay, so they did a they they put out a uh, uh, Best Friends play Final Fantasy VIII, right? Okay. So they played through the whole game. They literally cut out every moment of the game that wasn't them playing Triple Triad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if you just watch that video like they and they they go through the whole fucking game right yeah but it's like 45 minutes long and it's just them going around challenging people to play triple try fantastic like i normally don't like let's players but their sense of humor is just so phenomenal yeah that's that's the whole i think that's the whole like appeal that's their hook is that they just know how to play off each other and the game and it's best when you watch like the i, I wish they did more of the compilations where they just add together those best stuff like they do for machinima um especially when they play ridiculous games and i'm so happy they expose metal wolf chaos to the world because i think that it may legit be the funniest game ever made oh yeah let's Suck party on my missile punch amazing let's party <laughs> Richard! From the makers of Dark Souls. Yep, from the makers of Dark Souls. It is a fucking crime we never got that game over here, because that's the most American thing I've ever seen. It is, and obviously it would come from Japan, wouldn't it? (laughs) Of course it would. (laughs) Man, um, so is there anything else you want to talk about with Final Fantasy in general? Any other entries or spinoffs or aspects? Um, I mean... I think we covered most of Final Fantasy. I did want to say earlier uh, when we were talking about like when I was talking about like the the PS one generation, how you were talking about games took more risks then. Uh, PS two as well. We feel once HD yeah, started with PS three and three sixty, we still had some experiments, but that's also because it was SD and cheaper. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I wanted to bring up. Uh, I'm a big fan of Xenogears. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Xenogears. So here's a story about Xenogears. Xenogears was actually an early version of Final Fantasy seven. Really. Yes. Uh, eventually, they went with seven instead, and then but then right. they're like, "All right, well, we'll make Xenogears instead." Its you own know? thing. We'll, yeah, we'll make it its own thing. We'll we'll just do it its own thing. And here's the thing: uh, the first disc is a completed, finished version. The second disc is a lot of cutscenes and not that much gameplay, mostly boss fights. Oh, the reason for that, it wasn't rushed. During its development, they funneled money. Square SquareSoft funneled money out of the development of Xenogears to make Final Fantasy VIII. God damn it. So, as a result, they had to cut corners on the second disc, and it's still, to me, it's still a 10 out of 10 game. Wow. But I'm always going to hate Final Fantasy VIII for that. <laughs> Among other reasons. 
Yeah, among other reasons. But uh, I, I will say, like, yeah, Final Fantasy in the PS1 era was great, but there's plenty of other RPGs that Squaresoft made at the time. It was Squaresoft. Yeah. Uh, I'd strongly recommend Xenogears, and a lot of people haven't played it. No. And I, I do want to tell people, check and out Xenogears. That, and that, that, that guy who created it has, like, all the other Xeno games, both Saga and Blade, those are his, right? He was he's he's the model of the soft head or something like that. Uh yeah yeah. Um, even though you those say? three series aren't related to each other, that's just his kind of his signature. Uh, they're not related to each other. They're related no. in, in they're related like spiritual successor thing. Some um, mechanics, but they're each they're each owned by different companies. Well, here's so. the thing: it's not like just one guy. Monolith Soft are actually a lot of. Here's the thing: Monolith Soft, a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of those guys came from Xenogears. The... No, actually, Chrono Team. Okay, Cross. Yeah, or... yeah, Trigger. Oh, yeah, straight up Trigger. Um, it, so a lot of them came straight from Trigger, and then and then they went on to do Cross. Cross came after Xenogears, but Xenogears has a lot of the same that Cross does. And same it, what? They they both gameplay elements like okay. battle system. They both have kind of like a combo based system. Interesting. I would say I would say check out gameplay for Xenogears and Chrono Cross, and you'll see how it is. Mm-hmm. I think Cross does a lot of things that I wish more RPGs did. For example, Chrono Cross does not have a level system. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have a level system. Your level increases as you pass through the game. What you do get is bonuses to your um, attack and defense if you like, you know, if you fight enemies and whatnot. Yeah. So you are encouraged to, uh, you're, you know, you are you're not encouraged Actually, to run away. I've this is a weird comparison to make, but some recent Nintendo RPGs uh, that they publish have been that way as well. The Mario Rabbids game, your characters don't level up. You get stuff to get new weapons and abilities. Yeah. And, uh, Splatoon. That game, and that game... Oh, wait, no, no. I was going to say Metopia, but that was... Uh, which is actually a fun little diversion. But that's more like just the weapons. than the, I guess it's kind of conventional. But rap, yeah, web, rabbit, Mario Rabbids is like we don't have to do conventional levels. Um, it's kind of interesting to see when people branch out from that. Um so, so I just want to see if there you have like any other random memories about like reactions to the games. I remember one. I was so distraught when they first revealed Ten Two. Ten Two? Yeah, it was just such Ten Two. Look, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Ten Two is not a bad game. Gameplay wise, it's fine, but just that shift in tone and style and focus, I wasn't happy with it. Like to go yeah, from a very somber story to almost like anime Charlie's Angels. It. I, I'll wrong. be honest with you. I actually thought that was kind of hilarious. I, I, I kind of uh, was at points, but like I said, like well, like I said, you're t- the, the, it also meant you know three characters. It it, it wasn't as strong. Yuna was kind of boring. Like I said, talk about how they made Riku really stupid, and Pain was just Lulu, but not. And it was just you know the that that I, I, li- I generally liked a lot of that cast, and all the characters I I really liked weren't really there anymore. Yeah, I, I I mean I can definitely see that. Uh, my thing was I never really got too invested in Final Fantasy X story, so I kind of took okay. Yeah, like I, the I moment also... the moment you start Final Fantasy X two, you're just like, okay, well that that's the kind of game this. Yeah, is. it's a pop number infiltration, and it's insane. Um, but I, I think it also was the fact that it was the first time I felt kind of when people get upset about an unnecessary movie sequel or something they love, I felt that as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, Ten if you like the... Up uh, really fine, and you did not... There was not some sort of, what comes next? It's like, no, you, you stop here. It also undoes the end. Yeah, the, it the does. Bitter... You, got the, you, got the, you got the fake Titus. No, he he comes back. 
yeah, he comes back, but it's like then you have the fake one who I think was the villain. There was like I, I never beat it. I just know that like yeah, there's she's having visions of like another pair that are like them, but at the end of the game they actually do resurrect Titus, the real one. And I'm like, well, that makes the first one sad ending moot. Thanks. Yep. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think if there are any other – are there any spinoffs in the game you recommend? Because I know you like Tactics. Tactics is good. Uh, well, 12 is based in Ivalice. Yes, which was came from Tactics Advance. Yeah, it came from Tactics. So that whole Ivalice world is really interesting. Vagrant Story is one of the best RPGs ever made. Yep. Uh, it's it's a lot of dark. A lot of what Dark Souls does is kind of based on it. I feel like PS One and Super NES, like that's the most on fire Square's been outside of their Final Fantasy games. Oh, there's like you got stuff like Secret of Mana, uh, Parasite Eve, oh. Brave Fencer Musashi. Just a lot of solid oh. stu- experimental stuff. Yeah, uh, I would compare if you've ever seen Parasite Eve. Vagrant Story is very similar. Where okay. Vagrant Story has though, Vagrant Story has a. Vagrant Story has a weapon. Uh, it, it's built on creating and using weapon and like uh, attributes. Like like there's light weapons, dark weapons, water. I was about to say you forgot the S in weapons. It's about building weapon. Oh no, I said S. I guess it cut off or something. Yeah, you know. Just... He kept driving down the road and made sure there was no zombies around because he didn't have weapons. Um, but, um, it's, it's designed, yeah, it's designed around finding a weakness around enemies and, and trying to beat them. Hmm. There's a really good review of the game by this guy called Pokey on YouTube. Uh, look him up, if people. you look up, if, if you look up goggles off Vagrant Story, uh, you'll, you'll see, yeah, it's probably the best review on the game you can find. It's, it's one of my favorite RPGs ever made. And, it, and I even hesitate to call it an RPG. Like it certainly is, but it's not. It's not a conventional one. What would you would you say it falls into other genres? Absolutely, I would say actually it, it it's pretty close to the old Zelda games in that the game is literally you're going into different rooms and trying to beat the enemies there. Huh. But it it if if it has a few little box puzzles, but for the most part, it's a combat game. Vagrant Story is built on combat. Uh, the the story is also phenomenal, um, and it's again it's technically set in the Evilise in the in the Tactics universe. So and, and also I know people really love that PS One original Tactics as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also people um, also liked its PSP remake, I believe. Um, the PSP remake. Uh, oh, oh War of the Lions. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Would you say you prefer uh, one over the other of the, those versions? No, no, you can play any of them. Uh, the original's really good. I would say the the Game Boy Advance version is really good too. Yeah, I play a little uh, bit War of that. War of the Lions is a great remake. Uh, also, was there one so, for the DS? I don't think so. Not for Tactics. There was Revenant Wings. That's what I'm thinking of. It was a it was a sequel to Twelve. That was a strategy RPG. Would that have been it? What uh, Revenant Wings? Revenant Wings? Oh, yeah, 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 that's I'm, the one. I'm, thinking, yeah. that's, I'm guessing that was it. I thought there was like yeah, a that, Tactics. That, I, that's I thought there was also something called of. Tactics A2, but maybe that was more of a spinoff. Uh, yeah, anyway. no, no. Ta- Revenant Wings is the one was the one DS. Um, but outside of that, I, I guess the other spinoffs, I don't know. Um, Some of the Chocobo Dungeon games I remember pretty pretty fun. They were fun, but they're not something like people need to check out. No, you know? they're 
Like, there's a reason Chocobo's the main character and not one of the... Okay, I got it. I'll name two spinoffs that I have fond memories of. Um, the... I don't know you say it, the Theater Rhythm, Theater Rhythm 3DS games. Oh, you like those. I like the second one more. The first one I enjoyed, but I didn't like the fact that the input, the controls were touch screen only. I feel like because you have to do parts where you like swipe directions, that was hard to do on the hard difficulties. Uh, the yeah. sequel was based, was essentially a remake because it included every song, like bar one, and a bunch of others and more characters and modes. But you could also do everything with buttons and the circle pad, which was a lot more manageable for me. And there's a lot to unlock in it and a lot of good uh, songs to play. So that's a fun one. I'd say skip the original and go straight to Curtain Call because you're missing basically nothing. Uh, also, another one that's just basically a product of his time because of its gimmick, but me and my brother had a lot of fun playing Crystal Chronicles back in the day. I was uh, I was worried you were going to say that game. You don't like it? That game has a lot of problems. It, it was a neat idea. Yeah, I, as I'm saying, idea. I don't know if it's worth going back to, but it was such a cool uh, idea at the time. Like, kind of, in, you know, before we had companion apps and stuff, it was like, no, plug in your GBA. Oh, and use that you know what was a great, you know what was a great spinoff? We haven't even mentioned it. What? And I think it's a better game than its main game is... What? Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core on the PSP. I I have heard good things about that, but I haven't played it. Uh, I think you could. I, I don't think it's rare. I'm, no, I'm, I have it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, okay. I actually think it's better than the main game. It has kind of like a Kingdom Hearts style. Oh, then I gotta play it. Thing to it, but it, it but it's not exactly like that. But it does but have it, kind of like yeah, that action. But I style. I do prefer real time action RPG elements more than turn based. So. Um, like I said, my main problem with 15 is that its control scheme is very unorthodox come to attacks. But other than that, I think it's very solid. I uh, hear you. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always meant to play. I, I was worried you were going to say Dirge of Cerberus because that was – I don't know that, anybody. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anyone who, who likes Dirge of Cerberus. That's what I'm saying. I thought you were going to say, I recommend Dirge of Cerberus. And to be fair, I haven't God, played it. No. But Dude, I'm, like I'm, it. A, I'm, I'm a Devil May Cry fan. Why would I, why would I recommend Dirge of Cerberus? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, like um, – and, and, and there, I do want to say there's – Another great, hilarious review of Dirge of Cerberus by there's a guy on YouTube called Clemps. There's a lot of guys uh, on YouTube. Yeah, well, I, I watch a lot of these like video essays on games and PGs. Oh, okay, so. I watch I watch reviewers, but I I to watch more essay types. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, he's known for more like reviewing the Drakengard games. Uh, oh, that's a crazy series, from what I hear. Oh, I love it! I love it! I'm so happy they finally made a good Nier game. Uh, <laughs> Which is funny because Nier was my Nier was like my favorite game of that year. The first one was first called one. Following, but the second one was mainstream. The first much. one is straight up one of my favorite Zelda games because it's basically a Zelda game. Mm. It's got I a actually, very small world. I'm Twitter friends with the voice of Tubi. Oh, really? She she used to do a lot of like Newgrounds amateur voice acting back in the day. I had her for some cartoons, and we still I got say you. hi occasionally on Twitter and Facebook. She's cool. Oh man, she she must blow up after that game. Uh, well, yeah, I don't already, know. Have you played uh, Skullgirls? Yeah. She's Bloody Marie. She's Marie? Yeah, last boss. Oh, neat. I think she's... Wait, wait, wait. Like, no, Marie. Marie's not the last boss, is yeah, she? Yeah, she is. The maid... Oh, okay. Who plays her. Uh, so, I mentioned her. She's, the, she's obsessed with David Bowie. Oh, awesome. Her posts are either about Bowie, uh, JoJo's, or Cats. That's all good stuff. Yeah. That's all I, I think... Yeah, we pretty much covered Final Fantasy. I think we've come. It's funny how much how much it's such a major franchise. There are things we didn't bring up at all. Like we didn't touch on like the attempts, other attempts at movies or TV shows. Like I've heard nothing but bad things about the anime attempts, like uh, that OVA in Unlimited. OVA is all right. Unlimited is actually kind of neat. I like it. Okay, and uh, I 
so if you want to hear my thoughts on Advent Children, go back and listen to the Generation episode. I do not like Spirits Within. and Dilly King, dally, shilly shally. That's pretty stupid, though. Uh, Kingsley was pretty mad, too. We actually did a review of it in uh, our episode where we talked about 15. It looked gorgeous, though, and there was some good parts. But uh, the only one I'd legit recommend is Advent Children. And even then, there's a barrier of entry because if you I'd recommend some- Unlimited if you take it as its own thing. Okay, maybe I'll check it out sometime. Um, but anything, any closing things you want to say about Final Fantasy? Like, so wait, what do you have a single favorite? It's really, it's really between. It's probably not. Okay, just one. nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like it, it's nine, and then there's twelve and six, or right behind it. But all right. Yep. All good nine, choices. Nine. I would say mine's a to- always going to be a toss up between six and ten. Um, I would also recommend nine, fifteen, four, and. Man, you're gonna hate me. Thirteen's worth renting at least. I, no, I just, I, I'm in the minority here. Oh, but yeah, you really are. Oh, okay. You know like, what? Like, I, I can rec- see. I could see. I would say. I would say. Check it out later after you've gotten an introduction to the series. And Rent then, it like, or buy it for like five bucks on eBay. Um, and I don't say, make I, it. Don't make it your first Final Fantasy. No, 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 no. No, it's very different. I would say that for fifteen as well because it's a very different thing. Uh, also, I would also, if you like MMOs, check out fourteen Realm Reborn. You'll get a lot yeah. of bang for your buck. Yeah, fourteen's pretty pretty good from what I hear. It, for the kind of game it is, it's very good. Uh, so I want to thank you, Mark. You have given us a ton of material to work with. I think we've clocked in at about three hours of recording almost. Uh, this is certainly one we'll be splitting up in two. Uh, we'll probably save the Final Fantasy talk for one half and everything else we talked for another. Uh, so thanks again for accepting the offer to be on. It was great to have you have you discuss these things. Thank you for having me. And again, uh, since we'll be split in two halves, where can people find you and like your your projects, like the tournaments you're talking about on online? Well, I I, uh, I help host tournaments at Arcade Odyssey, so that you, well, there's a Facebook page. But really, if you want to watch the streams, it's every other Tuesdays and Thursdays um, at Twitch. If you look up Arcade Odyssey Twitch, it'll be like the first thing that pops up on Google. I'm sure it's Twitch.tv/ArcadeOdyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to look me up. On, I'm, I'm generally on Twitter. Uh, that would be Dank in Effect. I N, not N. <laughs> yeah, Dank in in Effect. Okay, yeah. I N, yeah. Um, so that's where you'll find me. Uh, be prepared to be disappointed. I mostly just shit post. And what's your avatar on it right now? Is it? Uh... Uh, it's a close up picture of uh, professional wrestler Curtis Axel. <laughs> yep. I, I was it, mixing up with it, your Discord avatar, which is the. Uh... That developer who always wears the mask. Oh, it's Yoko Taro. Is the that the guy from Dra- Yep. He created Drakengard. He created Nier. Yep. Yep. Someone uh, dear he's, to your heart. He's the moon man. He is near and dear to my So Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, yep. Myself, you can find me um, on Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube, and a lot of other sites under Behonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S. Uh, you can also find pages for the show itself on Twitter and Facebook under Sketchwatch Play. If you prefer to use YouTube, I often I generally upload the audio for each episode to my account after uploading it on our main feed. Um, also, I guess it'll be a little old by the time this video came out. I just put up a video the other day. I, on a whim, decided to do a video, not a review of the game, but a plot, a, a video dissecting the amazingly stupid plot to Sonic Forces. Oh man, I gotta watch that then. Oh, I'll send you a link when we're done. Um, yeah, I'll admit do. another controversial opinion. I thought the game itself was pretty fun, but the writing, even for a Sonic game, was a total disaster in ways I could not have expected. Uh, I, but it was, I, I I can't defend it because I love Generations. Oh, I, and... Generations is one of my favorite 
Generations is great. Yeah, and then but this is technically the spiritual successor to it's, Generations. There's there's a lot of differences there. If just because people love Generations doesn't mean you'll love Forces. And no, no, and it doesn't. Their attempt to do a more fleshed out story has blown up in their face from this game. Anyway, I can't say just yet who we're going to have for our next episode. Um, uh, I've actually got two possibilities up in the air right now, and I'd recommend people stay tuned to the Twitter and Facebook. And there's also a good possibility that we'll have announced it by the time this half of the episode is out, because when we're recording this, I need to finish editing the second half of our X-Men episode. That's a delay, because I was busy with that and some other projects. Like, I got hired to work on art for a phone game and an animation collab. You'll hopefully hear more about those in the future. But, um, again, thanks so much, Mark, for a really meaty episode. Uh, I think people from a lot of different fandoms will find a lot to enjoy here. Any closing statements you have for the audience? No, I just I had a good time. Uh, if you'd like to have me on again, don't hesitate to hit me up. All right. I also, again, I've said this with Felipe and Tyler, but I, I always mean it. Listen to Generation Animation. They oh, are yeah. I really should plug my own podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, fanoff dot, fanoffmedia.com. Yeah. You can find uh, us there. Twitter, Gen Animation. Uh, yeah, Twitter, they, our Twitter is Gen Animation. I think our Tumblr is also Gen Animation. I believe it is. And they does are, not like bringing up Tumblr. And uh, you can also find the show audio on iTunes and other podcast feed directories such as that. Is yes, how I, we, I get them. we are available on iTunes. Uh, you can also, yeah, you can download us straight from Fanoff Media. Yeah, and podcast apps like I use. And, uh, and, and, if you, and if you do listen, don't hesitate to recommend something on the list or, or send us yep. a tweet. And yep. we'll, either tweet we'll them put it on or the list. Join their Discord server. I think that's where the list has migrated. Or also, there's a topic on the Fanoff Media website because the forums have been kind of left behind after a redesign. Yep. Uh, I think there's a Discord link on our Facebook page. Yeah, check it out so, on Facebook as well. Yeah, just look up Generation Animation. We're right there. So uh, that's that's. I what think a journey that's this episode all. has been. We've talked about Coco, Fox Buyouts, Alita, James Cameron, Final Fantasy, Hollywood. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb somehow. Yeah. Earthworm Jim for like 10 seconds. Bubsy. Mario. Yeah. How did you get, how do we get to talking about Bubsy, talking about Final Fantasy? Leave it, leave it to Mark. Bubsy's a big deal in my household. <laughs> He's, what's with his puns? Okay, so before I leave, I want to leave a little tidbit about Bubsy 3D. Go for it. Right, so I remember this distinctly and it's still, I looked it up and I found out it was true. So I rented Bubsy, I remember... On the case, there's some, like, fake award oh, thing. the Gold X Award. Yeah, the Gold X Award for, like, most anticipated game of the year. So here's the thing. That's really on the case. Mm-hmm. And no one has any idea what it is. Oh, I thought they said it was from some magazine. But I prefer... No. Oh, no, I, I, prefer... I, looked up, I, I did the research. I looked up the magazine. I looked up where it might have been. It might not exist. They oh might have just God. made it up. They the marketers were up. trying so hard to convince people it was a good game. Yep, so I put it on the case. And they made up some award that never has existed. And they were like, here, play Bubsy. And that's Bubsy's legacy. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>